I'm Raul Ramirez, and we have a very special guest, Eric Flores. Thank you very much for uh, being here again and being in Los Angeles again. All right, so uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Eric is the person who like formed Golgotha Grappling Academy, <laughs> and uh, he was the person who arranged for me to go out to New Zealand uh, last year. Now uh, it's been almost it's going to be a year pretty soon. It'll be a year in June. Yes, yeah. so uh, you have a lot of plans for even expanding um, in that region, uh, so uh, we want to hear all about it, so welcome and tell us what's going on. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Coach, and it's always good to come back to L.A. and, and um, address also your viewers who are faithfully following and this journey of catch wrestling. Um, yeah, so with New Zealand, um, you know, after starting Golgotha Grappling Academy for uh, we were at it for a little over two years, but then COVID-19 interrupted the plans and stuff. But the plan was always to raise a local, to raise up a national, preferably someone indigenous to kind of just give it over to. Mm -hmm. And um, now, uh, recently, we're, I handed it over to uh, a man by the name of Daniel, who was Maori. And uh, he's, you know, born and raised there in the Hawke's Bay region. So we should, he should be... Uh, relaunching Golgotha Grappling Academy February 5th with the juniors and the adults and specifically teaching catch wrestling and um, so he uh, is going to be continue on the work he may even eventually down the line change the name or the branding and all that but I said that's not important to me that you keep that you know the main thing is you continue the actual art the martial art the sport keep on just the legacy of catch wrestling in the New Zealand region. Um, because I think like we've talked about before, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA has really taken root and grown in popularity with New Zealand and Australia. But wrestling is not in the culture and still very, very far behind in both New Zealand and Australia. So um, I'm glad that Daniel, he almost has like the passion of an American or a Russian or a mm -hmm. Iranian, you know, as far as you know, like he's not almost from New Zealand. He just loves wrestling specifically so much. Yeah, it seems like well, Daniel, but then also like he is—he was somewhat characteristic of a lot of people in the the region where they're really interested in kickboxing, right? They like right. the striking art. They like striking. Yeah, so it was really great uh, that you found someone like Daniel, and hopefully yeah. um, we can you know even have a chat with him, even yeah, over Zoom or something. So yeah, to kind of let people down there know because. That, that he's relaunching everything right but um to kind of let people down there know that it's like uh, an authentic version of catch wrestling is going to be there it's not just going to be so kind of like right gimmick uh, pro wrestling holds and stuff like that so um, well it's funny you say that coach because one of our students and i won't say his name but one of our students who was the most dedicated as well in the adults class he was trying to get his coworkers to come. He was trying to get friends to come, roommates, acquaintances, etc. But they kept associating it in their mind with, you know, we don't call it fake wrestling anymore. We call it scripted wrestling nowadays. They kept trying to think of WWF, which is WWE now and WCW and all that. And they kept saying, oh, well, it's that kind of wrestling, entertainment or scripted wrestling. And then he had to explain to them, but they didn't want to listen. They'd actually make fun of him and bully him kind of about it and he's like well why don't you come and back that up and come and hit the mats just come no no i don't want to come so 
that was also, to be honest with you, a hurdle that we in, that I wasn't expecting to encounter um, in specifically the Hawke's Bay region of New Zealand. I'm not going to say that's all of New Zealand, but that was where I was at, mm-hmm. that some of my students were coming up against that. Mm-hmm. think That thinking, you know, just not educated about, forget catch wrestling, just wrestling in general. Wow. You know, because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really is popular in that area. And MMA, like you said, Muay Thai, even Taekwondo, Karate, and, and boxing is what I saw those gyms all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, it's really interesting. Like, it's like you never know what kind of resistance you're going to come up against, right? Yeah. Like, even stuff like you wouldn't even think of. Yeah, I was really caught off guard as a coach, like when he came to me with it and told me why his sphere of influence wasn't listening to him. You know, mm. why they wouldn't, they wouldn't give him the time of day about it. They would just kind of make fun and write it off. Like, oh, I, we're not part of that. Or they thought, because I was Mexican, American, they thought, oh, was he a luchador? You know, he was like Mexican wrestler. And they go, no, it's not, it's not, it's not that either. Mm. You know? <laughs> Did you come wearing a mask? Yeah. Like, so they, they would, oh, because they see a picture of me and then they would go that way. You know, mm. like, oh, it's a luchador or something. I'm like, no, it's, it's not that either. Mm. Well, but... Uh... Kind of like you still were successful at creating something there, which is yeah. Despite all the, the all that kind of like people who are not familiar, you still were yeah. able to like set root. And actually, it seems like you're extremely popular, uh, or at least extremely successful at creating children's uh, and juniors yeah. uh, like programs, right? It's yeah, I like, know that's correct. Like our adults, I think was it junior. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think after we launched, we launched Golgotha Grappling Academy the first week of May 2021. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, we had to go through the Delta and the Omicron thing that was happening in New Zealand specifically. Long story short, we launched the adults program six months, half a year later. So the adult, to be fair, the juniors were half a year ahead. But at the same time, you're right. I was able to fortunately gain a lot of success and momentum by just having a lot of parents, moms and dads write me, you know, asking questions and I would send them videos or I'd send them quotes or visual images. This is what it looks like or this is even what American folk style wrestling looks like versus Olympic freestyle wrestling. But catch wrestling's their parent, you know, and had to explain all that and they were very good about supporting and um, so, yeah, and we did have some jiu-jitsu kids come from Gracie, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym and those other gyms to come try it out. And some of them loved it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right. I think it's, um, but I think that's across the board. If you can get kids interested in having fun and their parents feel it's a good environment, mm-hmm. then they're going to tell other parents and tell, um, the kids are going to tell their fellow students. That's actually how I, it grew because my first students started telling their classmates and then they would just come you know so yeah yeah because even i remember well being there like i heard several parents talk about like where yeah the, the kids might have might have been doing like uh, even a striking art like a karate or whatever but right. then they preferred the wrestling stuff so yeah um and i heard other uh, parents talk about just how like the the kids or their child really loved the wrestling in particular yeah. so no matter what they were doing or if they were not doing martial arts, it's like they, they wanted to be doing wrestling. So so maybe the older generation or the adults, yeah. they were uh, coming up with maybe some old kind of uh, yeah. mindset or old kind of thinking. But 
Uh, it doesn't seem to be a problem with the with the juniors. Or exactly. It sounds, it sounds very promising in New Zealand. Yeah, they're more open-minded, I would say. And I think it's one of the benefits of YouTube and social media. In fact, now you got my memory jogging from those early days back in 2021. I remember dads would come up to me and they started looking up YouTube videos. And then they found your YouTube channel, actually, and then saw some of the videos that we made like five, six years ago. And like, oh, there's Eric and there's his coach. And then they started watching them pretty religiously, watching the videos and, and kind of getting sucked into it and then started watching wrestling matches. And, 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 the, and it was a bonding experience with the father and the son or the father and the son's plural. You know, if a couple of the brothers I would train you know, they'd watch it with their father, and um, it was a great, it was a great bonding experience for them. So, um, with that and social media, it does help because then they had a visual, like that's what Eric's talking about. That's what it looks like, and wow. that's what the athletes look like. Or those are some of the techniques. That's okay. This is awesome. This is actually, it is a pretty, not just legit, but it's a pretty awesome martial art and sport. Mm. So. Um, that is one good thing about the, t the modern era of technology because they would just, I didn't tell them to look those things up. They just Google things and like I said, YouTube things. Wow. And they'd come to me at practice and Eric is what I watched. And you know <laughs> Jordan Burroughs is, a, yes, I do know Jordan Burroughs. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, actually here's, uh, here's more about him. Yeah. You know, and you know, just wrestling and gender is catching that fever, that bug. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, I always just say you should become a fan Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, not a spectator, but as you become an athlete in this sport martial art and you're practicing it and you're studying this martial art, become a fan as well and you'll get more passionate about coming to practice. Mm -hmm. So I was always trying to get my students to become fans as well. It's like the pleasure of just watching and enjoying it um, as a viewer. Yeah, yeah, because even, like, even folk style and freestyle, I mean, there's there are a lot of uh, great matches that occur, even, yeah. even though they have... Like, even though their rule sets have, uh, like we say, strayed a lot from the original catch right, wrestling, right. Uh, there's still some like great athletes, like you know Jordan Burroughs, like how the the kids were um, discovering him. But yeah. Yeah, there's so many, even a lot of the women uh, from even from other countries. Well, there's like a, I think in one of the smallest weight divisions, um, uh, one of the Japanese women. That, I can't remember her last oh, name. Y was Yoshida. Uh, her name. I think her first name is Yui. And then uh, it starts with an S, but I can't remember. But she's just like dominating. Like, yeah. And but very creative and all the different moves and uh, so you, it'll it won't just be like all double leg. It'll be a variety of yeah of techniques. So um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great athletes, not just from the United States, but from you know all over. So yeah, it's like it, I think that's a great point where it's like you can uh, make the the practitioner a fan and then. It only gives them one more reason to like, keep at it, keep practicing, uh, watching the different uh, like, uh, grappling events, but then maybe, yeah. and then they might want to compete themselves. Yeah, that's definitely uh, true. Well, that's what happened with Hawk, mm -hmm. one of my, my most dedicated student, not just out of juniors, but adults, who you got to meet in River. Um, he, was, he was the most consistent, but then, yeah, he just started taking off on his own and all his, like, I wouldn't say idols, but his heroes started becoming American folk-style, freestyle wrestling champions, you know, and Olympic champions, and 
And I think that was also a great thing about being international is you're able to share each other's cultures with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I used to quote, I also like, I introduced them to Dan Gable, you know, mm-hmm. and Dan Gable, you know, I think he said back in an old interview that, you know, the top, especially back then and even now, countries in the world with wrestling is the USA, Japan, Russia, and Iran. Mm-hmm. And Iran, you know, he said that Russians were really strong you know, because they're known for their, for their strict weightlifting regiment. The Japanese were slick and technical. and But Iran, modern-day Persia, was like our number one rival, you know, where they're just good with positional, you know, positional wrestling and knowing where to put their bodies. And America is known for its grit and cardio, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was cool to kind of see the humility between both and, like, as I'm there in their country bringing this, art you know because we were the only official out of the whole country we're the only official catch wrestling uh not just affiliated with catch wrestling alliance but no one else was teaching catch wrestling they were teaching wrestling for mma or wrestling for bjj mm-hmm. but not this specific art and sport so that was an honor for me to not just represent you as my coach and represent catch wrestling alliance but just pioneering to bring make history and bring the art to that island nation you know but then you're you're humble go that way but then they're also like admire even though it comes from wigan england Mm -hmm. but they you know they know that wrestling's a big part of our american Mm -hmm. culture and um unlike theirs you know they go man we wish we grew up with it like you guys do Mm -hmm. you know some of them used to say that to me Mm -hmm. you know we we wish we had this you know in our schools you know it's it's not common here you know their national sport is rugby in in new zealand so yeah. Well, speaking about uh, spreading the art, I mean, that's right. So, what is your next endeavor then? Yeah. So, I, I left New Zealand in June 2023 after four years of living there, and then took a you know transitional period, and then I moved to Perth in Western Australia um, in mid September 2023, and obviously I'm here for the holidays, family and friends, but. I um, got high. I partnering and got hired at Innovative Martial Arts, um, where the coach has Taekwondo there. He has Brazilian Jiu Jitsu there, but he says that he really wants to take his BJJ juniors and adults, helping them with their takedowns and their takedown defense and stand up part of grappling. He's like, man, but we can't find any. It's hard to find, just like New Zealand and Australia, like wrestling coaches or wrestlers it's not big there he saw i was just gonna hire a judo guy he's like but then we we met and he got excited and you know we got to know each other and now when i i'm going back to australia in a couple weeks in february but mid-february we're hoping to launch uh catch wrestling um over there innovative martial arts to help his Specifically, his Nogi BGJ athletes with their competitions and tournaments, you know. So, um, I'll be running Golgotha Grappling Academy as a partnership out of there. Because mm-hmm. I'll also be able to do private, give private lessons to adult and juniors, not just doing group classes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we'll sprinkle in some American folk-style wrestling in the curriculum. But because he specifically wants me to help his Nogi BGJ athletes work we're going to focus on catch wrestling like 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's you good. Uh, do you, is the, are they, um, so I don't know anything about the school, but um, do you, 
like are they doing kind of like a more of an IBJJF uh, version uh, of jiu-jitsu or are they kind of more interested in like the sub only or oh good question coach um you know what i actually don't know that um the the his name's damien damien who's the gym owner and head coach who's just a great guy his specialty is taekwondo mm-hmm. so he's a black belt in that and done that for decades now he does have a brazilian there who is a brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt he does the gi and no gi program and he's been there for two and a half years I think and he's really taking the kids to the next level and the adults but I haven't really had that conversation with uh, Professor Eddie they call him Mm -hmm. to ask him what the focus is if is it IBJJF point systems is it ADCC is it sub only what is your goals so I definitely probably need to ask that before we go into our catch wrestling program yeah yeah, because um um, I do know, well, I think that region is safe for jiu-jitsu and, like, no-gi in particular. I think it's popular enough because, like, all the time I spent in Singapore, yeah. uh, some of the people who would take my seminars, they ended up uh, be- becoming the people who ran the ADCC for that region. Oh, okay. And so um, I think, well, I'm sure that, like, so since there's several uh, types of tournaments that go on, IBJJF, of course, is there. Um, so I guess like if they're open to, or if, if students want to do that type of, of no gi, then you'll definitely be an asset. Yeah. Um, of course you'll be an asset no matter what, even if they stick with AB, IBJJF or, um, or whatever. But yeah, yeah I think, the, the, um, uh, I, I think you, like catch wrestling could be very, uh, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that that place is really like, uh. It, it, it's up and coming with all the grappling stuff. I right. think it is kind of growing in, in with interest and stuff. Uh, so catch wrestling there would really help elevate like this, especially uh, for ADCC rules and like sub only. Yeah. It's being able to control the other person, uh, pin them down, and then yeah. set up your submission. It'll it'll be so good. So hopefully, the school you're at, uh, they have students that want to be doing uh like if they want to do IBJJF, fine <laughs> but yeah. if they want to hopefully they want to do like sub only and also uh, adcc rules that is like kind of half sub only right. and half points or whatever but at least the first half they can go all out with, yeah uh, with the catch wrestling and yeah you know see if they can like you know get those subs before uh the points start getting uh, countered yeah, and like you said, either way, it'll be an asset to them because the the again the gym owner and head of coach Damien Damien Marin's his name, great guy. Shout out to him. He um he he really really wants them to build their confidence with the stand up part of the grappling. You know, mm-hmm. not always having to pull guard and things like that. So, mm-hmm. like I said, if he didn't find me, he said I was going to be honest. I was just going to give up and hire a judo judo coach. You know, because he really, he really wants to help them. So wrestling's going to give them that. It's going to give them that confidence in the neutral position and the stand-up game. And and I always like tell my students, is wrestling is not just about your superpower to take someone down. Because I always say, who here likes to be manhandled or ragdolled? Of course, mm-hmm. no one raises their hand. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, that's also the focus that even for me personally is I wanted to learn self-defense that someone can't just grab me at will and have their way with me and slam me to the ground no matter if it's pavement or grass or a mat. It's also teaching you as students 
to learn not just how to take someone down, to, but to also prevent someone from taking you down. And that's what makes wrestling so great, that you're confident on your feet, standing up, and you're very, you have body awareness, you have mat awareness or ground awareness, no matter what kind of floor it is. And, um, and so that's also, I think, what um, Professor Damien or Coach Damien, he, he also is part of like anti-bullying campaigns and programs in Perth, Australia. So, um, and just so you viewers know, you know, there are seven states in Australia. Um, Western Australia is the state I'm in. Perth is the capital city of the whole state. It's two million people, which is half of America's population. It's a city on the beach like LA. It's, it's near the Indian Ocean. It's got two rivers going through the actual city, like the Swan River and the Canning River. Very beautiful, nice city. Um, and at the same time, there's a lot. There's a lot of room, like you said, to pioneer. But he is a part of the anti-bullying program and campaign, and involved with all that. So we also were like-minded with that, teaching, um, especially the kids, you know, confidence and and self-defense. So more than just sport and um, competition, you know, um, like when I was in Fangare, a lot of the student, most of the students actually just signed up because of self-defense. You know, competition in sport was the second reason why they were doing it, but number one was always protecting themselves against bullies, you know, just like Hawk, mm -hmm. you know. So, and by the way, Hawk, who I mentioned, you know, he did eventually do his first wrestling tournament. They don't have catch wrestling tournaments in New Zealand. They don't, of course, have American folk style wrestling, so they only have freestyle. So we did the freestyle, and he got, he won the bronze medal, mm -hmm. and even got a pin. Um, oh, wow. On the way to bronze, nice. and um, and not only that, he overcame his bully. You know, he, he where they're going to relaunch Golgotha is actually a flax smear. It's part of the Hastings district. So we were in Hastings, in the Hawks Bay region. Now they're going to relaunch in Flaxmere, which is more of kind of like the ghetto of that part of Hawks Bay. It's like a rougher part, and um, there's a community center there, and Hawk was going to public school, long story short, he finally called his bully out to the courtyard and used his wrestling to take him down and control him, subdue him, and all the, the boys cheered and mm. clapped for Hawk, mm. and he got the respect of his bully that day, and no one messes with him anymore. So more than his bronze medal, I was more just proud of that, and, and he didn't even overly hurt the kid or submit him, but he knew enough wrestling just to let him know you don't 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 pick on me. Yeah. So that and he, Hawk is uh, twelve. Mm. He'll be uh, thirteen this July. So he's young still. Wow. You know, but he just he he loves wrestling so much. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah really. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Sorry. Well. Yeah. I would like to share that even with your viewers. If I look at the whole four years I was there, where I you you I don't know if you guys watched the video from four years ago. Then you interviewed me. I started off as an assistant coach. But even just Golgotha, if I were, if that was the only success story or the only fruit of my work, um, Hawk alone would be um, worth it, if you will. Well, there was this quote that I found probably, I want to say, four years ago that I always thought about, and it's actually by Billy Graham. He said, a coach will impact more people in one year than the average person will in an entire lifetime and another way he put it was a coach will impact more young people 
in one year than the average person will in an entire lifetime. So, you know, when I came into a coaching role, you know, I took that really, really to heart, you know, and said, all right, you know, it's not, it's, it's also, you're a mentor, you're a role model, you know, there's the epidemic of, I think we've talked about this before, even off camera, like the fatherless generation, you know, where not just here in the US, but New Zealand and Australia have the same thing where a lot of kids don't have a, a father. It's like an epidemic or whatever. And so to be, use martial arts and to use this combat sport, if you will, to channel, help young men channel their angst or their confusion or their anger or whatever it's just i've just had so many mums they call mums instead of moms come up to me in new zealand and say thank you for for this you know it's helping my son or it's helping my daughter you know and it's just breaking a good sweat and then just putting in hard work like i said and that's where we're able to bring that that grit and that cardio even just in american culture in that sense of wrestling where you know, they want to sweat, they want to like give it their all on the mats. Yeah. So that's been, that's been really cool. Yeah, actually real briefly, really made me think of something because like um, uh, there's, there is a lot of research being done uh, because like coaching and like winning like a big, like the NFL, uh, you know, Super Bowls or NBA uh, championships and stuff. There's a lot of money in that. So then there's been a lot of research in like right. effective coaching, right? And so, for people who don't know, you know, I, I was able to uh, see Eric coach in New Zealand, and he's not like this uh, drill sergeant. You know, he's very <laughs> empathetic. You know, the children like love uh, just coming to your class, taking your class. So, um, and the your style of coaching is exactly the style that is considered through research, like the most effective, right? It's, it's actually more of an empathetic uh, style. You still do a lot of work when you, uh, during the class time or during the training time. Right. Uh, but it's not like, it's not negative and you're not like tearing people's like uh, uh, their self-esteem down. It's not like that whole idea where it's like you'll tear them down and build them up. It's like, no, you're actually um, like, uh, building building them up and creating like a stronger foundation yeah uh, in that way so um, yeah I think what you're doing I keep on doing what you're doing basically because yeah. like it's even been backed by research uh, and this is like research done for all types of sports yeah. uh, and so I think that's probably why you're getting that type of feedback from the parents and uh, that's why children you know love to take the classes uh, because yeah, it's like it might not they might not be getting this um, it, this type of guidance in yeah. their everyday life, even from like the the schools they go to, right? The teachers, right? Right. So it, it's like vital, and it's vital for uh, any athlete to to be in an area w with a coach that coaches in that way. It's not tearing them down, but it's actually building them up, building a strong foundation, and then. Um, so if they say like later, if they compete, win or lose, it's not going to be so devastating, especially it's not going to be so devastating if they lose. Yeah. And then the, the win is going to be, uh, an even greater win because they know that it was like, they're part of an actual, uh, team of people that helped create this, this win. Yeah. No, I fully agree with that. And that's been, it's been really 
great to see, um, you know, well, reminding them that, yeah, like you just said, we're me and their parents or their friends are proud whether they win or lose. So it takes a lot of guts just to come. It's not, no offense, it's not playing badminton. You know, it's not tennis, you know, it's, it's, it's a combat sport. So just the fact that you came to a wrestling practice, like I think I told, I don't know, I could have said this four years ago, but sorry guys if I said it four years ago. I, to this day, out of all the sports I've done, martial arts I've done, there's nothing harder than a wrestling practice, even more than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's nothing more grimy and slimy and tough and rough. <laughs> than going through a wrestling practice or competing in wrestling. And um, so even no matter what age or gender, to show up and just give it a go and actually stick with it or to show up to a tournament, like that takes some real heart, that takes some real courage. So you're right, it's like the last thing I wanna do is, they already have an anxiety, they already ha are insecure a bit, and it's like, why would I as a coach then just come down on them and add to that stress and anxiety by being a jerk, you know? Yeah. And, and I think also, too, uh, I'm learning along the way. And, you know, there are people that need to be humbled, but even then you can still be a gentleman about it and be empathetic about it. And, you know, they'll learn. So, yeah, once in a while we've had a few of those, too. I'm not going to lie. We've had a few students, juniors and adults, who've come in and, and need to eat some humble pie so maybe I'll be a little more stern with them and firm with them, you know, just so that they know that there also needs to be respect, you know, yeah. um, in in the academy. It's not a dojo, but, you know, it's in the yeah. academy. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, that no, sounds great. So then when will you be starting your, your program in okay. Perth? Okay, yeah. So in Perth, I'm going to be starting the week of February 19th. We're still nailing down a specific day and date for the juniors and the adults. We were trying to get the juniors and adults back to back the same day, but it, I just found out a week or two ago that's not gonna happen. So keep you posted, you know, on the specifics, but it, it's, I found out just today, like an hour or two ago before this interview, that it's gonna look like the week of February 19th. That's all mm -hmm. I know. And I'm flying back the week before that get over the jet lag and all that and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay, then get cool. started yeah cool and then what school is this going to be at? it's going to be at innovative martial arts in canningvale so that's south perth you know and and south uh of the uh, swan river for those of you who are local and we'll be uh, not only be doing those of you who are watching maybe in, in Perth right now, um, I won't just be doing a juniors class, an adults class. We're starting with one class per age group. We might add more with time. It's kind of a trial run. But I definitely, from the beginning, um, Damien said I'm, I can give private lessons to adults and juniors right away. So I'll also be doing that, I'll offering that service as well. Okay. Yeah, and innovative. And they just moved into a brand new building and just like renovated it and looks really nice and it's a nice part of town that's really really uh, mint as they would say cool yeah <laughs> so then if anybody say like if anybody wants to uh take class or do private lessons how do they get in touch with you good question as well you can dm me on um uh, two instagram uh platforms either eric flores fitness 
or Golgotha Grappling Academy, or you can hit me up on Facebook Messenger, the Golgotha Grappling Academy Facebook page, or the Eric Flores Fitness Facebook page as well. And um, that's pretty much how everyone gets a hold of me. I would say the Facebook Messenger is the most popular. In New Zealand it was anyway. That's when I would mostly hear from parents and adults. Yeah, I noticed like outside the United States, like Facebook is still yeah, like, that's really like, popular. Yeah, that was, I was getting way more. I hardly got DMs on Instagram. It was always Facebook Messenger on the Golgotha Grappling Academy page. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why uh, for Catch Wrestling Alliance we still have it because it's, yeah, usually... Um, people from other countries and yeah it's like uh no offense people from other countries it's <laughs> not as popular in the united states yeah. anymore so but yeah i mean whatever whatever works we're here you know and we're you know we're, we'll take your message yeah <laughs> and if for some reason whatever reason you have i always keep in touch pretty regularly with my coach so you can always hit up coach raul and through catch wrestling alliance and he'll give you my contact information and mm -hmm. I'd love to, you know, work with you or train with you or answer any questions you might have. Yeah, yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put it in the description box. That's right. Uh, if you're yeah. listening on any type of uh, like podcast platform, it'll be in the show notes. So, um, yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah. Th thanks for having me once again. It's been four years, and who'd ever thought, you know, um, that uh, this would become a dream, a dream come true. You know, it became mm -hmm. a reality. I remember we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was first going to New Zealand as an assistant and then very blessed, very fortunate to have my own school. But now, like I said, I'm looking forward to partnering, mm -hmm. kind of like what you do at different MMA gyms. And mm -hmm. um, like I said, I think it's going to be a good partnership. I'm pretty like-minded with this new gym owner. and We'll see how Golgotha spreads um, in this partnership in Perth. All right, well, best of luck. And then... Uh... Uh, yeah, make sure you take a lot of pics and videos. We want to see it all. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll do. Yeah. Well, thanks, and then I hope to see you again soon. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely give you an update, and appreciate it, Coach. Yeah.